Countdown for blast off. X minus one. Yes, it's Maxwell House Coffee Time, starring George Burns and Gracie Allen. Richard Diamond, private detective. The Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. Suspense. It's time once again for another comedy episode of Our Miss Brooks. Dragnet. We offer you escape. Kraft presents the Great Gildersleeve. Yeah. I'm that man. Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. Good evening, friends of the Inner Sanctum. The Jack Benny Program. Hi, this is Carl Amari, and welcome to episode 55 of Radio Rarities, the weekly podcast series that examines unique episodes from the golden age of radio. My co-host is the vivacious Lisa Wolf. This time we have an audition of a unique situation comedy. It's That's Rich, starring my great friend Stan Freeberg as naive bird lover Richard E. Wilt from the fall of 1953. We've offered several sitcoms on Radio Rarities in the past, Carl, including Our Miss Brooks, The Life of Riley, and most recently, Father Knows Best. But today's show, Lisa, with Stan Freeberg, is certainly in a class by itself. Noting that it's a Stan Freeberg show, I'll bet our listeners will think that he was in on its creation. But this was not the case. That's Rich, named for the Wilt character, was originally a similar show on NBC under a different name. That was Cousin Willie, which starred Bill Idelson. Fans of Vic and Sade will remember Idelson as the adopted son Rush on the highly acclaimed comedy program. In Cousin Willie, Rush portrayed William O. Knott, who's moved from Milwaukee, Wisconsin to Glendale, California. To live with his cousin Fran Sample and her husband Howard. The program was created and written by the Milwaukee husband and wife team Frank and Doris Hursley. Each week, the plots dealt with common scenarios ranging from an attempt to find a wife for Willie to his wacky birthday celebration. Which always wandered off into Willie's love for birds. Cousin Willie was produced and directed by Homer Canfield. Canfield started out in the business with a syndicated radio column in several West Coast newspapers before engaging in publicity with Tom Fitzdale and later Warner Brothers. The press work continued upon his move to NBC in 1943. In 1945, Canfield was appointed the network's Western Division production manager. In 1951, he moved over to television, becoming the producer of Dragnet. At the end of the following year, he resigned to become an independent packager of radio and television programs. Originating from Hollywood and under Canfield's helm, Cousin Willie aired on NBC from July 7, 1953 through September 29th of that year. As a summer replacement for Fibber McGee and Molly. When Cousin Willie was not renewed for the fall, Canfield worked with the Hursleys to refurbish their creation. The new series, That's Rich, featured the character Richard E. Wilt, who also had recently moved to California to live with his cousins, the Crumps. Wilt was a bird lover who worked at the Consolidated Paper Products Company. To play Richard E. Wilt, Canfield chose Stan Freeberg in his first leading role in a radio series. Freeberg was famous for his satirical recordings. The most popular was St. George and the Dragonette, 
a wonderful parody of Jack Webb's Dragnet. While still in high school, Freebird performed voice imitations on future Country Music Hall of Fame artist and record producer Cliffy Stone's radio program in Hollywood. He appeared on Jack Benny's program and also Tell It Again and the Phil Harris and Alice Faye Show. Freeberg supplied voices for many animated characters for Warner Brothers cartoons, including, roughly speaking, and It's a Grand Old Nag. He worked alongside the great Mel Blanc in Hubie and Birdie and the Happy Gophers. On television, Freeberg was the force behind the children's Emmy Award-winning puppet show Time for Beanie from 1949 until 1952. Okay, sit back, relax, and enjoy Stan Freeberg as Richard E. Wilt in the audition episode of That's Rich, as recorded at the CBS Studios in Hollywood, November 21st, 1953. The turkey vulture, the blue-winged warbler, and the tufted titmouse have moved from Texas to North Dakota. This proves the world is getting warmer. It also proves that birds are smarter than Texans. Well, that's it. Yes, That's Rich, starring Stan Freeberg as Rich. We take you now to Hope Springs, California, that bustling little community just a stone's throw from the heart of Hollywood, to the home of Howard Crump, where Richard E. Wilt has been visiting... Howie's had a hard day selling real estate, and right now he'd like to catch a little shut-eye before dinner. So Howie slips into his den, stretches out on the hide-a-bed Davenport. No, oh, I knew it. Doorbell's ringing! In his room, 11-year-old Happy Crump is very busy reading a 3D comic book. Daddy, the doorbell's ringing! In her room, 15-year-old Holly Crump is very busy painting her toenails purple. <laughs> Happy birthday, Daddy, the doorbell's ringing! In her room, Hazel Crump is very busy getting supper. Well, home of Richard E. Wilt, the home of Howard S. Crump. Richard E. Wilt has been visiting here for four months. He's my wife's cousin, second cousin, once removed, and he's still here. Oh, well, aren't you lucky? He's one of our most enthusiastic members, too. Uh, may I speak to him, please? No, I'll see if he's come in. Is cousin Richard home? Daddy, Daddy, come 
He's not here. <laughs> Dear me, uh, would you ask him to call Miss Ethel Abbott at the Bird Lovers League? The moment he comes in, it's very urgent. Urgent? Bird business. <laughs> Bird business, is that so? Yes, goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah, some bird brain from the Bird Lovers League. <laughs> Miss Abbott. Oh, a girl bird lover. <laughs> well, this one may be a bird lover, but she's no girl. <laughs> what was it about? Bird business. It's urgent. Then I think you ought to call Rich at work. Hollywood 95264, dear. Thanks, dear. Bird lover boy. <laughs> oh, Howie, you know you like him. Yeah, I do like him. But how long is he going to keep nesting in my den? Hello, consolidated. I'd like to speak to Richard E. Wilk, please. Uh, who was it you wish to speak to, please? <laughs> Richard E. Wilk. Will you kindly spell it, please? Good night. W-I-L-T, like in, will you go with me? I wilt. <laughs> The last name. The first name is Richard. R-I-C-H-A-R-D. R-I-C-H-A-R-D. Oh, Richard! Yeah! Richard E. Wilt. Oh, Richard E. Wilt. Uh, we don't have a Richard E. Wilt. <laughs> if he worked here, I'd have heard. I'm the telephone operator. I hear everything. I bet. <laughs> well, thanks a lot. Did you hear that, Hazel? They never even heard of your cousin Richard and Consolidated. Howie, he works there. Who says he works? How do you know he doesn't just chase after birds all day? <laughs> and what's all this malarkey about that contest to name the stationery at Consolidated? <sighs> oh, it's you again. <laughs> yes, I've changed my mind. <laughs> oh? I'm going to indulge myself. You are? <laughs> I'm not going back to the office this afternoon at all. I'm going to watch seagulls. <laughs> seagulls? Mm -hmm. So will you ask Mr. Wilt to call me right after nine in the morning? It's so urgent. Goodbye. Goodbye. Have fun. <laughs> Who was it, dear? Oh, that bird dame again. <laughs> well, anyway, Cousin Richard certainly made a hit with the bird lovers. Oh, yeah, he's a big man with a bird. But they never heard of him where he works. <laughs> I tell you, Hayes, I'm going to ask Cousin Rich a few little questions. Careful. Oh, oh uh, Cousin Richard. Uh, hello, Richard. Uh, it is not only the turkey vulture, the blue-winged warbler, and the tufted titmouse that have moved north. California's sardines have moved to Norway. <laughs> How's that? How do you know so much, Cousin Richard? Oh, don't mention it. Well, uh, Rich, the secretary of the Bird Lovers League was here today. Oh, Miss Abbott. Very fine bird man. Uh, <laughs> well, anyhow, you're supposed to call her right after nine tomorrow. She said it's urgent. Oh, I hope it's no emergency. Emergency? Oh, you never know what's going to happen to birds in Los Angeles. 
<laughs> Just the other day, a western roadrunner tried to cross the Hollywood freeway at Sunset Boulevard. Oh? What happened to it? It ended up in the Hyperion Sewer Project. <laughs> I want to have a little talk with you. Oh, that's nice, uh, Cousin Holly. Uh, uh, how do you like it at the Consolidated Paper Products Company, Rich? Oh, it's very educational. Do you realize that they make everything out of paper? Money, milk bottles, bathing suits. Uh, 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 bathing suits? Oh, sure. Boys or girls? Both. What happens if somebody tears one? <laughs> tears one? Who'd ground tearing bathing suits? Yes. Well, I wasn't going to tear any. Well, I should hope not. Good night. Uh, just what do you do at this uh, consolidated paper products company, Richard? Well, when I first went there, I was a use no hooks man. What? Uh, I stamped use no hooks on cartons. <laughs> it sounds very important to me. Uh, see, hooks are the natural enemies of paper cartons. <laughs> Once a paper carton has been really hooked, it's never the same again. See, Howie? Hmm. Then they promoted me to a this-end-up man. Wasn't that nice? He got a promotion, Howie. I stamped this-end-up on all cartons in which it is important to be able to tell the top, or head as we call it, from the bottom. How can you tell the top from the bottom of a carton? Uh, the top end is the end that reads uh, this end up. <laughs> well, yeah, but how can you tell the top end before it reads this end up? Why, Cousin Howard, <laughs> what difference does it make before? <laughs> oh, good night. Look, are you still this end upping cartons? I've been promoted again. Seems I never got this end up on the wrong end once, even. I thought you just said it didn't make any difference. Well, Cousin Howard, once you've stamped one end with this end up, uh, that end becomes the up end. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> how would a carton look with this end up stamped on its bottom? <laughs> Richard. Did you say you've been promoted? Oh, yes. I'm the missing man in the shipping department. Huh? <laughs> Every time anything turns up missing, I get blamed for it. <laughs> right now, there's a whole carload of paper doilies addressed to Oskaloosa, missing. Vanished into thin air in the outskirts of Ashtabula. Uh, well, now, what about that contest you're in, Rich? Oh, uh, the contest to name the stationery. Hmm? Yeah. Oh, it's a light blue, so I suggested blue heron egg blue. Uh, not the blue of the blue heron, of course, but the blue of the blue heron's blue egg. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a great name for a stationery? Blue heron's egg blue? Oh, great. That'll get you places. <laughs> we don't even put our names on our entries. Just a, you know, number. Uh, I'm number 217. Well, look, 217... I tried to phone you at the Consolidated Paper Products Company today. Now, maybe you work there, but they never heard of you. They never heard of me? That's what the telephone operator said. She did? Now, look, Rich, you better stop fooling around with birds. When it comes to birds, Cousin Howie, I don't fool around. <laughs> well, you better do something to attract a little attention. Attract attention? Uh, me? Yes, you might start with that telephone operator who never heard of you. 
Now, what can I do to her to attract her attention? Well, I don't know, Rich, but you better do something. They don't even know it consolidated whether you're dead or alive. Maybe they don't. I don't move very often. (laughs) You're listening to Radio Rarities. We'll return after this short break. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, and Suspense, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows, along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Lisa Wolf and I co-host. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-494-8310. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-494-8310. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-494-8310. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Now, back to Radio Rarities. Well, next morning, Richard enters the office of the Consolidated Paper Products Company, firmly determined to prove that he's alive. He goes straight to the telephone operator. Uh, good morning. Oh, good morning. Did you ever see me before? Mm-mm, never. Oh. Uh, to what are you leading up to? Uh, I work here. Oh, excuse me. Uh, what's your name? Uh, Richard E. Wilt. Uh, Richard E. Oh, I just told somebody yesterday we didn't have a Richard E. Wilt. Uh, I know. That's okay. Freckles. <laughs> Did you call me Freckles? The first name that popped into my mind when I saw you sitting there uh, plugging in and plugging out was Freckles. Oh, uh, what's your name? <laughs> I already told you, Richard E. Wilt. Oh, I've got it firmly fixed in my mind. There isn't such a person. <laughs> there is. Richard E. Wilt. Rich. Richard E. Wilt. You better say it with me, man. 
Richard, Richard E. e. Wilk. And once again, Richard, Richard E. e. Wilk. <laughs> Are you beginning to believe I'm alive? Oh, yes, Richard. I couldn't forget you now if I tried. How do you spell your last name? W I L T. Like lettuce, see? Lettuce wilt. When you see me, all you have to do is think of lettuce. I'll always think of you every time I see a head of lettuce. Thank you. Can I make a telephone call here? Uh, personal or business? Well, uh, it's uh, to the Bird Lovers League. Oh, a bird call. <laughs> Consolidated doesn't believe in personal calls, but they don't have a rule about bird calls. Oh, I see. Uh, maybe you better use the public pay booth down the hall. Oh, okay. Thanks. Uh, I better check in at my desk for... Gosh. You've got a freckle right at the end of your nose. It just wiggled at me. <laughs> uh, good morning, Mr. Macabre. Looks like a nice day. What makes you think so? Well, that's what the weatherman says. Politics. <laughs> it's all politics. I see. Oh, did you see this memo? No. It says the surprise prize in the stationery contest will be awarded by our president this afternoon. Signed, F.O. Beasley. Gosh, there's going to be a surprise prize. Yeah. Probably a lifetime supply of paper cups. <laughs> Gosh, Mr. McCobb, have you got your indigestion again? I will before the day's over. Uh, look out, here comes Beasley. Well, 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 Wilt. <laughs> Congratulations. Oh, gosh. Uh, thank you, Mr. Beasley. Uh, what for? You finally made it. Uh, made what, Mr. Beasley? Made it to your desk. And only a minute and 35 seconds late. Oh, don't mention it. <laughs> Just take your time, Wilt. We've got all day. Thanks, Mr. Beasley. <laughs> Oh, Mr. McCobb, this is the first time Mr. Beasley ever paid any attention to me. Politics. <laughs> Where are you going, Rich? Oh, gosh, I gotta make a telephone call. Very urgent. Hi, Freckles. I'm gonna make that telephone call. I sure hope nothing has gone wrong with some bird. How could a bird go wrong? <laughs> Ooh, well, just last week, a crane flying over Los Angeles got its legs tangled in a television antenna. Oh, how awful. In the confusion, the poor crane laid an egg right in the middle of Arthur Godfrey and his friends. <laughs> My goodness, how surprising. Apparently, the crane enjoyed the whole experience. And now, every time she feels like laying an egg... She picks out a television antenna and waits for Arthur Godfrey to come on. <laughs> Fortunately, she never has to wait long. Richard E. Wilt. Oh, Mr. Wilt, I'm so glad we found you. Uh, Please call Mr. Hackett at Hollywood, 95264. He needs a bird expert right away. We recommend the Jew. Uh, goodbye. Okay, goodbye. 
Uh, Mr. Hackett? This is not Mr. Hackett. <laughs> <laughs> Where have I heard that voice before? B.B. Hackett speaking. Oh, uh, this is Richard E. Wilt speaking. Yes? Yes. Uh, the Bird Lovers League said you wanted me to call you. Bird Lovers? Oh, oh, you're the, the bird expert. Well... Uh, Could you drop in to see me, Mr. Wilt? I'm at the Consolidated Paper Products Company. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Uh, I'm still here. Uh, it sounded like you said you're at the Consolidated Paper Products Company. <clears throat> oh, yes, yes, I work there. Uh, could you uh, drop in this morning? I'm practically there. <laughs> Good. Goodbye. Bye. Uh, Freckles, does a B.B. Hackett work here? Mr. B.B. is our president. Our... B.B. is our... Well, 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 Wilt. <laughs> Back again. We've been lonesome for you. <laughs> Have you? Uh, I had to make a telephone call, which is well, why... nice of you to come back. Oh, don't mention it. Uh, Paul... I am not interested. I just want you to know that I've got my eye on you, Wilt. Thanks, Mr. Beasley. Oh. Uh, where's Mr. Uh, Hackett's office? Right next to the telephone booth. Uh, down the hall, right next to <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't have had a waste of dime calling him. Well, thanks, Freckles. Come in. Uh, I'm, uh, Richard E. Wilt. Hello, Mr. Wilt. I won't take much of your time. Oh, that's okay, Mr. Hackett. My time is your time. <laughs> Good. Now, briefly, we're having a little contest to name a new line of stationery. Our employees have made entries by numbers instead of names. Uh, yes, I, I know. I See, don't even I'm, want to know uh... who suggested what. Oh, I know. See, I... The only thing I'm interested in is this. Someone suggested Blue Heron Egg Blue as a name. Now, I don't know what kind of blue, blue heron egg blue is. Do you? Oh, uh, sure. Uh, that's how I... <laughs> well, that's how I... Uh, good, that's fine. Now, here's... <laughs> Tell me, what's that look like to you? Uh, well, uh, it looks like blue heron egg blue to me. That's it, that's it, blue heron egg blue. Now, what's your home address, Mr. Wilt? We'd like to send you a little token of our appreciation. Oh, no, Mr. Haggard. Uh, you don't realize I work Nonsense, for... Nonsense, uh, my boy. I no, work, no, where do you live? <laughs> In Hope Springs, uh, 1100 Heavenly Highway. That's at the dead end. Well, thank you, Mr. Wilk. I'm a busy man. I know you are, too. Oh, sure. Uh, but, Mr. Haggett, see, I wanted to tell you blue about... Blue heron egg blue. I... Oh, that's a great idea. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Ooh, Richard, Mr. Beasley is looking for you. He is? <laughs> this sure is my day, isn't it, Frank? <laughs> Oh, Mr. Beasley. Well, I have had enough. Enough, you understand? Absolutely enough. <laughs> you have been away from your desk all morning. I warned you, Will. I have had enough. Uh, Mr. Beasley, uh, I was talking to... I don't care who you were talking to. Yeah, but you don't understand. I was talking to the... I don't care if you were talking to the president of Consolidated. <laughs> Just tell me this. Yeah. What is a carload of our best paper doilies... Doing in Walla Walla, Washington. <laughs> Walla Walla? Yes. Not Ashtabula? No. <laughs> Walla Walla? <laughs> what have you got to say to that, Wilt? Walla Walla? <laughs> Not Ashtabula? Excuse me. I've got hiccups. Richard Wilt? 
I have reached the end of my rope. You are fired. I am. Fired. Now get out. Get out. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Cousin Hazel. Isn't <laughs> Why, Richard? Well, Richard, did you follow my advice today? Yes, I did, uh, Cousin Howie. Good. That'll get you places. Oh, sure. It got me fired. <laughs> fired? Oh, Rich, what happened? Well, I had to call the Bird Lovers League oh, and... Oh, good uh, night. Didn't I tell you to let birds alone during office hours? Yeah, but, uh... Somebody. I'll answer it, dear. Does number 217 live here? <laughs> number 217. Oh, why, well, that's rich. My goodness, what have you got? A truckload of paper cups. <laughs> Cousin Richard, it's a truckload of paper cups for you. That must be the prize for Blue Heron Egg Blue. Rich, a truckload. Yes, a lifetime supply. <laughs> Who would ever live so long? <laughs> Hello? Uh, Mr. Richard E. Will, please. Oh, uh, just a minute. It's for you, Rich. Oh, for me? Thanks. Hello? Hello, Richard. This is Freckles. Uh, hello, Freckles. Uh, this is Richard. <laughs> <laughs> Richard E. Will. Mr. Will, I, I think I may have been a little hasty today. Oh, sure. Well, could, could you get right back to work immediately? Oh, back to... Oh, sure, Mr. Beasley. Yeah. Well, thank you. And the sooner, the better, Mr. Will. Goodbye, Mr. Beasley. Don't hang up, Richard. This is Freckles again. Oh, Freckles. Where did you come from? I sure wouldn't want Mr. Beasley to get fired. Oh, Richard, we missed you. Me too, Freckles. <laughs> How do you spell my name? L-E-T-T-U-C-E. -E. <laughs> Getting warm. Uh, bye, Freckles. Bye, Richard. Now what? I'm hired again. Well, what did I tell you? While you're alive, the thing to do is move, my boy, move. Gosh, Cousin Howie, I'm going to use that for one of my mottos from now on. You sure are an inspiration to me. You and the birds. <laughs> In a moment, we'll return to that trip. Over 1,700 American communities are participating in the annual voluntary collection for the community chests and united funds. Give the united way in your community. Now, back to That's Rich. I'll 
forget it. Does uh, Mr. Richard E. Wilt live here? My goodness, what now? A truckload of paper cups. <laughs> oh, no. Cousin Richard, another lifetime supply of paper cups for you. Oh, for me? Oh, are you sure? For Mr. Richard E. Wilt, bird expert, from Mr. B.B. Hackett. With compliments. Good night. Two lifetime supplies of paper cups. What's this one for? Well, uh, Cousin Howie, uh, the other one was for suggesting blue heron egg blue. That was for the birds. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this one is for suggesting that the suggestion I suggested was a good suggestion. What are you going to do with two lifetimes? Boy. <laughs> Am I going to live? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's our rich. <laughs> this has been That's Rich, starring Sam Freeberg as Richard E. Wilt, with Marvin Miller as Howard, Patricia Dunlap as Hazel, Bridget McCall and Tony Kay as Holly and Happy Crump. Patty Chapman as Freckles, and Dawes Butler as Macabre. Also appearing in tonight's cast were Martha Wentworth, Bob Jellison, Will Wright, and Peter Leeds, with music by George Fields. That's Rich, created and written by Frank and Doris Hursley, is a Homer Canfield production. Roy Rowan speaking. This is the CBS Radio Network. Well, Carl, that was hilarious, but the Freeberg voice we're accustomed to was pitched a bit deeper for the recording. I agree, Lisa. Perhaps the production staff saw an advantage to having Stan lower his voice for this character. All of the cast was credited at the end, with many identified with the characters they played. And for roles not mentioned, Martha Wentworth was Miss Abbott, and Will Wright was Consolidated Paper President Mr. Hackett. Bob Jellison was Mr. Beasley, and Peter Leeds was the delivery driver. Some of the cast from the Cousin Willie series were retained for the That's Rich audition, including Patricia Dunlap, Tony Kay, and Patty Chapman. The audition so impressed CBS executives that it was immediately approved by the network's chief, William S. Paley. That's Rich started its regular series on CBS Friday, January 8th, 1954 at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. It enjoyed nine months on the air with its final episode, September 10th, remaining a sustainer throughout this period. And kudos to CBS staff for keeping it on the air for that length of time without a sponsor. Dawes Butler, who was in this audition as Mr. McComb, continued as a regular cast member on the series and even had a hand in writing some of the scripts. Of course, Butler is best known for his work with Hanna-Barbera, providing the voices of Yogi Bear and Huckleberry Hound, among many others. He and Freeberg would join forces again in the Stan Freeberg Show, which replaced Jack Benny on radio during the summer of 1957. Peter Leeds and June Foray were also in this series. It was only on the air for four months and did not obtain a sponsor. Freeberg would not allow Jack Benny's former advertiser, American Tobacco Company, to bankroll his show. He also encountered some censorship issues with the CBS brass. One such example was the use of the hydrogen bomb to destroy Las Verosis, a thinly disguised Las Vegas. In the final script, the city is leveled by an earthquake instead of a bomb, a change insisted by CBS censors. Although canceled after just 15 
16 episodes, Freeberg released a recording of collected materials from the Stan Freeberg show, which won the first 1959 Grammy Award for Best Spoken Word Album. In the 1960s, Freeberg founded his own ad agency, Freeberg Limited. A favorite target of his satire was the advertising industry itself. One of his most iconic television ads promoted Gino's Pizza Rolls, which not only utilized the Lone Ranger theme, but also included Clayton Moore and Jay Silverheels, the actors who played the Lone Ranger and Tonto on television. In 1995, Stan Freeberg was inducted into the Radio Hall of Fame. That same year, I hired him to host my syndicated radio series when radio was. And he starred in several of your Twilight Zone radio dramas. He sure did, and Stan was amazing in them. I will always cherish our friendship and the times we had together. Well, that's all the time we have for this edition of Radio Rarities. Radio Rarities is a Gulfstream Studios copyrighted production produced by yours truly, Carl Amari. My co-host is Lisa Wolf. Mike Costella is our executive producer, and the show is written by Carl Shadow. Next week, we'll present the 1950 audition for The Adventures of the Scarlet Cloak, starring Wendell Niles. You won't want to miss it. Thanks for listening. Hi, this is Suzanne Newman, host of the Answers for Elders podcast and radio show. We are the North Star that guides you through the complicated journey of senior care with trusted experts in money, law, living solutions, and more. So join us on this station, your favorite podcast channel, or just go to AnswersForElders.com. Meet the Wayshowers who will help your journey a lot easier.